I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Welcome into a special edition of the Crimson Corner podcast and also KSL Sports front page powered by kslsports.com. I'm your host and Utes insider Trevor Allen and I'm really excited to talk to our next guest. We're kind of making the rounds through the through the new coaching staff at the University of Utah, and we are pleased to welcome back DeMargo Slocum, who is joining Craig Smith's staff. Coach, how are you? I'm doing awesome, Trevor. How about yourself? Doing good. So how's the first couple of weeks been being back? And, you know, you, you were here for eight years, and then you, you go back home to Vegas for a couple of years, and then now you're back here in Salt Lake. How's it been? Well, most certainly a, a smooth transition, right? Like, pretty familiar with with the landscape and um yeah so that way you know obviously when you move to different places it's always a mystery in terms of where you're moving but uh pretty familiar after living here for eight years and obviously a new staff but uh familiar with 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 coach smith and um yeah it's been it's been great so far just got on got here on like a couple mondays ago and got on the floor got get some workouts going and um yeah got to meet the guys and same you know kind of administrative staff in place so it's been a pretty smooth transition and pretty exciting i wanted to go back just for your two years in vegas with the running rebels how how were those two years for you oh awesome awesome man like i can't wouldn't trade it for the world i think i always tell people you know like if, if you're from california or you're from utah or you're from you know new york and you and you have an opportunity to go back home well there's multiple universities there where you can go and work at. And so the opportunity to get back home is the chances are high. We're at UNLV. There's one university. Um, So that opportunity doesn't come about uh, too often. And so I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to be offered a position there under Coach Otzelberger. Um, And it was an unbelievable experience to be home. And, you know, for one, to to represent a university that I was born and raised and and lived and died by the UNLV brand. Um, And then uh, just like anything else, man, having an opportunity to go home and kiss your mom on the cheek every day is, is it's uh that's there's no no substitute for that for sure so um it was awesome awesome two years and um really good to get back home and be around family was it hard for you to leave utah i mean you you spent eight years here you were you were part of that staff that ushered this program into the pac-12 was it hard to leave utah to go to vegas yeah one of the hardest decisions i've had to make uh throughout my 18-year career um Salt Lake's an unbelievable place. I've always, for whatever reason, I don't know, just I played two years at Dixie State College, but I've always said Salt Lake and, and the University of Utah is such a great place. And I don't know, you know, as a kid, I, I grew up watching the Keith Van Horns and and the, the Bogats at Thomas and Mack in the WAC ter- uh, tournaments and, and uh, watching all the buzzer beaters. And it always stuck in my head. And so, um, you know, being here and building this place and, and having some, some, some history, 
uh, within the eight years made it really, really difficult to leave. Um, but I, 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 I watched closely uh, from afar and obviously great relationships with the staff, Larry, Tommy, Andy, uh, lifelong relationships. So that made it really, really hard to leave. But, it, it, you know, it was it was feasible because it was home that I that I had an opportunity to go and experience. So um, hard to leave, but uh, super happy to be back. Well, I, I will tell you this. There there have been times where I've had to cover some Aggie games, and whenever they're they're playing UNLV, I would always check out the bench to see where, where Coach Slocum's at. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, it was really cool to see you and, you know, doing well there. But um, I've, I want to talk a little bit about, and we're not going to touch on this too too much because I know you guys are all about what's ahead. But uh, a guy that, that was in, in this Utah program when you were here um, is now gone, went on to go play at, at Texas, and that's Timmy Allen. How hard was it for you to see Timmy – move on and to move to another program? Well, I think um, with the landscape of college basketball, um, you know, obviously the NCAA has opened the doors for these young men to, to create avenues for themselves. And if that's, you know, uh, you know, going and, and furthering their career at another university, um, that's most certainly a platform for them. And so, you know, there's a lot of different ways to, to think about it. But for me, I, 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 you know, you always want what's best for the young men and the student athletes and whatever puts a smile in their face. Because, look, at the end of the day, this is an experience that they walk in their own shoes and we don't know what they're thinking and what they're experiencing. And, and so I know for Timmy, um, it's probably difficult to come in after three years stint of having success under one staff and then, you know, taking a chance of a new staff coming in. Um, that's just our landscape nowadays. And, and um, you know, we wish him nothing but the best. Um, obviously, I would have loved to coach him here another year. Um, but, but you know, he did what, what made him happy. And at the end of the day, we can only applaud that and hope that he has a high level of success. I know you haven't coached with Craig as far as him being the head coach um, in a game yet, but you've, you've obviously worked with him for a long time when you when you're at Colorado State and then now, you know, being hired here. And you've also spent a lot of time with Larry. What are the differences between Larry, Larry Kraskoviak and Craig Smith as, as both as both men and coaches? Oh, you know, like that's a hard question. I mean, like you said, I haven't worked under Craig to get head coach, but most importantly, they're 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 both they both they're both unbelievable humans. And uh, I think this university has been very very fortunate. Uh, to have a guy like Larry as well as a guy like Craig represent their university as, uh, as, as the head coach. And so uh, probably not here to compare the two. They're great people. They've been great friends more than anything to my life, my family. And uh, I'm forever, ever thankful and grateful for that. Um, and just super, super, you know, again, thankful to have the opportunity to coach under two guys that have so much knowledge about the game of basketball. So the comparison side, two great guys that represent this university at its highest level, and I'm glad to be a part of it. I know that with you coming over, you've got you've got some you know ties within the Pac-12 as far as coaching in this league for eight years. And I know that as far as coaches, whenever whenever you're scouting opponents and all that, it's a collaborative effort. But do you feel like that you have a little bit of a of a head start? to of what it's like coaching in this league to where Craig is getting used to from going from the Mountain West to the Pac-12. And so far, all of the coaches besides you don't have that Pac-12 experience. Do you feel like that that's something really good for you down the road? Yeah, I think uh, as we as we approach this, our, our, our recruiting paths here, I think there's things that obviously when you're sitting on that sideline, you can obviously feel and see the difference between the athleticism comparing Mountain West to the Pac-12. 
Um, we actually had a talk about that a couple of days ago, and, and um, it was pretty shocking to hear Craig ask me, you know, like, what does this league consist of? And I never really thought about it that way. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things like, yeah, I mean, you've seen it up close and personal, and hopefully that can benefit us going down the road as we can make some decisions on kids. And um, obviously the speed, the pace, the physicality is, is different, and, and, and um, we're going to recruit to that. And the I is an I. The one thing about Coach Smith is that uh, we just recruit good basketball players, and we did that under Coach Kraskoviak our first five years as well, just recruit guys who want to be here, who want to represent our brand, and the rest will take care of itself regardless of the level. So um, that's our approach here. And obviously, yes, the price of poker goes up, um, you know, from a physicality and athleticism standpoint. But I think uh, we're on the right guys and have the right mentality in terms of what that looks like. Well, and I know that the league got a little bit of a shot in the arm from from that tournament, right? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. That was uh, – that was pretty impressive by the Pac-12 in terms of, you know, guys not giving them credit throughout the whole year and to have five teams have the success that they had. And so super, super, again, happy to be a part of it. And uh, hopefully we can get the Utes name in that conversation coming here soon. Um, I've, I've actually had some fans uh, <clears throat> tweet at me, you know, some questions when I was telling them I was having you on. And one of them asked, uh, which coach will be taking the lead when it comes to finding all the recruits within the state of Utah? Or is this oh. going to be a collaborative effort? Well, it'll be a collaborative effort, right? I think I think Coach Smith and his staff there in, in Logan has done did an unbelievable job in terms of earning the respect of families and people across the state of Utah. Um, I think that speaks for itself in terms of the work that he done. You know, he went at, in Logan. He didn't have I don't think one guy on the staff that represented the state of Utah. And so um, we're going to approach it in a collaborative effort. I think um, people have we'll realize pretty quick that we're a pretty tight knit group and um, we'll do things the right way and make sure our, our young men that are from this, this state get the first crack and an opportunity to be a youth. As far as whenever it comes to offers. So Larry and, and his staff offered guys over the years mm-hmm. um, coming along, but you know, especially the ones for, for this class coming up for those who got offers from Larry, how does that work as far is that offer still on the table or do you guys have to reoffer them as, as the new staff based off of if you guys are interested in that prospect? Uh, yeah, I think that'll be that'll be a staff decision in terms of uh, we'll obviously put our heads together. And and, um, and again, this is no, you know, Craig and his staff from from Logan, they, they're familiar with the, the guys in this in the state. Um, and who we need to to really put a focus on and who not. And we've already identified some of those young men and uh, we'll continue to do so. Um, and that's across the board from a recruiting stance. Obviously, there's players that were weren't from the city or the state of, of, of Utah that were signed here with the last staff. And we've done the best job we possibly can with communicating with them and their families uh, to keep that intact. And obviously, as again, with our landscape, there's guys that will choose probably to, to do different. Um, because when you make a decision as a young man, partially um, it's basketball is one, but the relationship with the staff is the other part of that. And so um, we've done the best job we can trying to mend those relationships for the most part we have. Um, however, you know, again, the landscape has changed, and but we only can do our part and continue to get in front of the families that, that want to be a part of this brand. Someone that, that you guys brought in from Vegas, the minute that uh, David Jenkins was announced as a Ute, all of us immediately knew that that was a DeMarlo Slocum guy. Mm-hmm. Um, what does David bring 
to this program and, you know, just of what, of what he can bring to not only the program, but, you know, on and off the court? Well, first and foremost, I think uh, David and, and guys, you guys will see pretty quick. He's got a pretty dynamic personality that this fan base will love. Um, he's a pretty affectionate person. He's, he's a smile first guy, uh, energy giver um, as a young man, great student. And, you know, obviously I know everyone wants to hear about the basketball side of it, but, but in recruiting David, uh, both at UNLV as well as here, um, it's his character that stood out to me the most. And um, basketball-wise, he's an electric scorer, right? The kid has proven in across college basketball landscape that he can, he can really score the basketball. And knowing our roster at the time, um, we really felt that David would contribute in a major way in terms of that category. And that's offensively having a having a dynamic that we felt like the roster lacked. Um, and so we're pretty excited to have that. Um, Coach you know, Smith has done a really good job with with guards. And, and um, I think David is a great, great piece to, to, to what we're looking forward here this season, next season. I'm actually pretty sure Craig probably had some uh, sleepless nights last year when you guys played against the Aggies, right? Well, that was part of it, right? Like I think in these transitions, um, you know, I could come to the table and say, hey, man, this is a kid I coached for two years and he's great and he's this and he's that. However, Craig has actually had an opportunity to coach against uh, David for three or four years now when he was at South Dakota. You know, David was at South Dakota State and then obviously he had the challenge uh, here to, to, to compete against him while he was at Utah State. And I think David had about 32 points in one game against Utah State. So obviously that makes it easier to sell to your boss, right? Um, so that was pretty easy. And, 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 and look, they had a prior relationship too. David would, again, the young man he is first thing that coach Smith mentioned to me is that after every one of your games at UNLV, it's something about David Jenkins. He would always come over and say, good game coach beside the handshake line. He would make a point to go over to coach Smith and say, great game and how much he enjoyed playing against his team and his team plays the right way. Uh, you know, says a lot about coach Smith, but says a lot about the young man who would go out of his way to do as much. So it made it, made it as a pretty transition. I didn't have to sell much as an assistant. Fans seem like they're going to love him then because you don't you don't see that very often in players nowadays. No, he's great. He's great. He's dy- he's a dynamic scorer, but he's even got more of a dynamic personality, like I said, that our fan base will fall in love with. How many guys were within the program? Because I know back uh, a year ago, Utah had one of the one of the newest pr- uh, programs as far as talent and and all of the brand new faces um, within the whole country. So how many guys were were still here from when you were here last time? Wow. Um, well, Riley Batten mm-hmm. was one in Lahat Theone. Uh coached Riley for a couple years and then uh, coached Lahat his freshman year. And so those are only two guys remaining. Now, there were a couple guys that I actually hosted and were involved with their uh, official visits. Uh, but those were only two. Riley Batten and, and, and Lahat were the only two guys remaining on the roster um, while I was here. Both of them went uh, in the portal between coaching changes like Craig hadn't been hired yet. You know, how was it bringing both of them back out of the portal when you and Craig were hired? It wasn't, you know, uh, I've been through this, you know, uh, scenario before, obviously. And and, uh, I I truly believe those kids weren't it's not that they never wanted to be a part of of our, our program. But I think a lot of people don't understand when these kids, uh, you know, there's a coaching change. Um, they feel on the island by themselves. And so this process wasn't the quickest and, and rightfully so. I mean, there's 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 just a, 
a method to it all, right, when you're hiring uh, a new head coach. And so those guys, you know, kind of hit the panic button a little bit with not knowing what was coming next. And so um, when we got aboard and, and was able to meet with them face to face, it didn't take much just to let them know our plan for them. And uh, they didn't think about it much before they left that office. They hit the deal button and said, I want to be a part of this program. And those are the type of guys that you want to coach and help you, you know, cut down nets in March. So as we sit here uh, towards the end of April, you guys still have about six months until the season starts. What should you fans expect from Utah basketball this season? Well, I think our guys actually, uh, we had a great month of, of workouts since we've been here. Um, the, the young men, they, they worked their butts off and, and, and very, very coachable. And, um, you know, now they get a, a span of about a month off. Right. And then they'll come back June 7th, June 8th. Um, and we'll get back after it. And I think, um, you know, obviously guys, fans won't be able to come in and watch us, but you can count on us working really, really hard, improving our guys skill level. Um, Coach Smith and, and this staff will be huge on, on, on player development and, uh, for the next three months, man, we're going to put our heads down and get these young men better um, as basketball players and continue to improve them as young men. Uh, come come September, uh, when it's time to, to, to jump ball and, and, and get after it, uh, you'll see a good brand of basketball on the floor and hopefully uh, puts a smile on our, our fan base's face as they drive home every, every night after watching the youths play. Something that I've noticed and – I probably pointed out too much in these interviews. I, I actually asked Craig about it when I chatted with him a couple weeks ago. But uh, something that I've noticed about Craig is he's just so energetic in everything he does. Was yeah. he this when you were at, at Colorado State together? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, when we were assistants together, he was he was the same way, right? Just just kind of never has a bad day. Um, always a day maker. It lifts you up when you're down. Um, always got a joke here and there. Um, and, and yeah, it hasn't changed much. He hasn't changed much. He hasn't aged much and his energy is still the same. So, um, it's infection and it spreads across our program in our practice setting and our office setting and our dinner settings. Um, it's just awesome to be around. And so, um, obviously as a, as, as a, as an assistant, you always look, look forward to that energy. It makes it easier job for you, easier to coach the young men. Um, there's not much motivation needed because his energy just bleeds throughout our program. So I'm um, super excited about that. And uh, I know our young men in this program will be as well. I know I, I asked you at the uh, top, how hard was it to leave Utah um, to go down to Vegas and, and be a part of that that coaching staff? And now I'll, I'll kind of flip it on you again. How hard was it to leave Vegas to come back to Salt Lake City? And, and what were some of the selling points that Craig made to get you uh, to come back to the Utes? Well, um, man, you know, like home is home, right? So obviously that makes it hard. But Craig and I, it's crazy to say this, but we've talked about this for a long time. I think it was probably – he'll you've, he, you've probably heard him say this in interviews at some point, but it was probably five or six years ago. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what I was watching, but I texted him, and I just said, you know, we're going to win a national championship together one day. And um, he remembered that actually had to remind me that I actually texted him that. Um, but but again, man, we had a great relationship and we've continued that over, you know, close to 13, 14 year period. And then so it didn't make it very hard to say yes. 
And again, it's I've loved this place for so long. I don't know where it started. I, you know, I've spent 14 years of my life in the state of Utah from playing, coaching. Um, but then when he got the job as a friend, you don't get that opportunity much. Right. Like, you you know, sometimes you walk into these scenarios and um, it's, pr- it's pretty a, a new relationship you've got to build with who is called, you know, your boss. Well, Craig and I were friends prior to. Um, and so it made it a pretty smooth transition to say yes and leave home. Well, DeMarlo, it's been great catching up with you. I'm really excited to have you back here in Salt Lake City and to be able to cover this team uh, day in and day out. Good luck the rest of the way as far as over the next couple months, and let's uh, catch up before the season, all right? Sweet. Appreciate you, Trevor, always. All right, and that is Utah assistant coach DeMarlo Slocum here on the KSL Sports front page. It's powered by kslsports.com. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.